Hey there, I'm Josh Ellens, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, and welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm podcasting to you from Orlando, Florida on a bright and sunny and humid day. Now, I'm an extremely busy consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and that guy that turns digital entrepreneurs into media celebrities at UpMyInfluence.com. I'm also known as that guy that just knows how to get a deal, hookup, or upgrade on anything in life. And that's why you listen to this podcast. I love what I do. Can't wait to get going on today's episode. So in order to help you save more, earn more, and live more abundantly on today's show, I'm going to be covering money and yard sales, how to make the most or spend the least. Also, are you planning for college? Do you have a kiddo uh, that's a high schooler or maybe they're getting really close and we need to talk about stuff like scholarships, financial planning, getting into your college of choice? Well, I've got a special guest here with us, uh, Swami from Life Launcher. Really, really cool guy. Super, super smart. Knows everything there is about how to get into the perfect college. And we're going to be chatting about some strategies that you can employ. Uh, You're really going to love this conversation. So with that, let's get going. Now, whether you're on the sell side or the buy side of money and yard sales. You want to be successful, right? Now, here are some tricks and strategies for how to make the most or spend the least. For both sellers and buyers, participating in a regional or block sale is ideal. Now, if you live anywhere close to the 127 yard sale corridor that's 127 yardsale.com and this spans by the way from Michigan to Alabama you might consider participating again remember that website i just gave you 127 yardsale.com go check it out now claiming the title of the world's longest yard sale it runs 690 miles now even if you don't live directly along the route There are places, renting space, where you can set up shop. Just go check it out. Now, other areas and states boast similar events. Now, by the way, if you miss one, two, like you're listening to this, I was like, Josh, uh, that's no longer going on. That's fine. You can catch it in the future. Now, other areas and states boast similar events. Now, let me give you another website. Uh, Boy, this URL is kind of tricky. Let me tell you, just go to Savings Angel and go to our website or go to our blog article that says money and yard sales, how to make the most or spend the least. And I've got, actually, I've got several links uh, that are all set up. By the way, the world's longest yard sale is August 1st through the 4th. So, Uh, you may or may not make it depending on when you're listening to this podcast, which is why I strongly encourage you to hit the subscribe button. Why? Because you're going to get this podcast delivered, bam, immediately to you in your podcast player app. If you're listening to us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, CastBox, uh, whatever your thing is, right? I want to make sure you just set me up to the top because I do share a lot of very time-sensitive information. And me, I'm your best buddy who's designed, I, I'm scientifically and spiritually and emotionally and every other way designed to help you save and earn more money. So I promise to bring the goods, just hit subscribe, make sure that you got me and, and you listen to every single episode 
the moment they come up so you could save maximum money. Now, here's how to make the most at your yard sale. We're going to talk about how to save uh, the most as well when you go shopping. But the first area when we talk about making the most amount of money at your yard sale is timing. Now, people often wait until Saturday to hold their sale, but that can really cut into your profits. Not only are buyers busy, but you're competing with all the other Saturday sales. So instead, I want you to start your sale on Friday or even Thursday, which I like to call Friday Junior, to catch more buyers. Next, let's talk about pricing. And by the way, if you go to savingsangel.com, look for our little search icon. And if you search for garage sale, I have been teaching this subject. Like I, I really feel like I'm a kind of a little bit of a master when it comes to garage sales. Garage sales, listen, don't discount garage sales. Don't think that they're not worth your time. I mean, really, the idea here is that I want you to enjoy more life for less investment, less financial investment. Garage sales are really, really smart. And sometimes you might want to take your ego and set it aside or put it on a shelf just temporarily if you have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it because especially for some things like toys and kids' clothes, I mean, come on. You know, the kids are going to go through that stuff so quickly. I don't prefer to pay full retail for that stuff. I want you to have more money for the things that really, really matter in life, like maybe having a better vacation and creating memories, that sort of thing. Now, let's get into pricing. Now, there are two schools of thought here while I adjust in my seat here, because uh, I'm, I'm rubbing my hands together here. Now, on one hand, if you place a price on everything, you might make less money by pricing things higher or lower than people are willing to pay. Now, this can cause people to pass entirely or be delighted at your low price. Now, when you could have gotten more. Now, on the other hand, if you don't price things, like if you just say everything's a dollar, right? Some people are shy to ask and negotiate. They may just walk away. Do whichever method you have time for and feel most comfortable with. Now, realize, however, that there are dishonest people who will switch tags on you. That's very rare, but it does happen. Now, to help combat this, keep a master list of your best items and your prices for them. You're under no obligation to sell at what a tag says, so be bold in addressing tag switches if they happen. Can I tell you a story about uh, one guy? And here's another thing that could happen. <laughs> so I had a guy, we were selling a pretty much like a brand new lawnmower. We paid about $180 for it. We were selling it for $100. Like I said, it had only been used a couple of times. We in, it moved to Orlando and ended up having a neighbor that hooked us up on some lawn care services. So uh, we decided that just based on my, my wife's side busy schedule, that it made sense for us to actually have that done. Um, so we sold our lawnmower. And so the guy, $100. Okay, fine. So he goes, well, I'll tell you, let me give you half of the money and it actually was $40. And he goes, let me go get the other $60. And you, you tracking with me? So I said, fine. And he, so he gave me $40 to kind of hold it. He said, I'm going to come back with the other $60. So he comes back and he says, I gave you $60. Here's the other $40. And I, I said, listen, you absolutely didn't. And in fact, I put that money in an envelope. You gave me $40. You didn't give me $60. And, you know, here's your money back. Or, you know, if you want to pay the full $100, then it's absolutely yours. 
I don't like when that happens. That may or may not have ever happened to you. It's very unfortunate when it happens, but stand your ground. And if you feel uncomfortable selling something to somebody, you're under own, no obligation to sell it to them. Yeah, I mean, you want to move this product. You want to go to a new home, you know, good home. Uh, we ended up actually just selling a bunch of bikes in a garage sale uh, this year. And, you know, we sold them at a really, really good rate because uh, most importantly, like I wanted, the, I, these were good kids bikes or uh, I sold my old mountain bike. I said, you know, I wanted these to go to a good home. And I was so thrilled to be able to give the person a great deal, you know, have that bike, get some great use. Anyway, that's that. Now to make your master list, so we were talking about your master list earlier. I want you to price items between 10 to 45% of their original retail price. If you don't remember the cost, Look up the item online. Remember, people want to bargain, but you also want to make a reasonable amount, right? So the better the quality, as well as more uncommon the item, the higher the price you can generally ask. Now, finally, use unit pricing to move more items. For example, you have a box where people can pick two toys for a dollar or something like that. Like little paperback books, that's a really, really good, where you could say five for $5 or something like that. Now, can people still buy them for a dollar? Sure, absolutely. But if you market at five for $5, listen, supermarkets know this trick really, really well. It absolutely works. Next, let's see, what do we got here? Presentation. Now, people hate digging through large piles, especially just thrown on a tarp on the ground. Now, many people, they're just not going to go through the items. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to organize things attractively up off the ground and group like items together. You'll also get more people to stop at your sale if you display large items in view from the road. Furniture and bigger toys in particular encourage people to stop and shop. Now, along with making your sale itself attractive, take time to tidy your yard and, believe it or not, yeah, cut the grass. After all, curb appeal isn't just for home sales. Let's talk about the items. Now, you can sell just about anything. As long as it's in acceptable condition, someone is likely to want it. However, don't sell anything that would be unsanitary like open items or open bottles of lotion or something like that. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Uh, sell food items like cold bottled water and soda or hot dogs fresh off the grill to make extra money. I love getting the kids doing that. Uh, they have done that almost every year. We have a big neighborhood garage sale and the kids almost always fill up the cooler with bottles of water. And, um, gosh, I think they've done some food stuff in the past. Uh, finally, let's talk about advertising. You can let people know uh, online about your yard sale. You can ask friends to share your post on Facebook is really important. Facebook neighborhood groups, uh, I think is a really, really great way to promote uh, a garage sale. Also, you could put up clear, easy to read, sturdy signs that point people to your location. Now, it might be old fashioned, but signs actually do work for a little impulse, uh, you know, pull off the side. Yeah, let's go check it out. Who knows? All right. Now, Let's talk about how to pay the least at yard sales. Because again, I I call this treasure hunting. Isn't treasure hunting sound fun? I mean, because you never know. Like when we, growing up, I don't know if you're like me. Listen, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Wisconsin, Michigan, and I don't think I ever got a toy that didn't come from a garage sale. That said, you know what? 
I had a pretty nice collection of toys. In particular, when I was very young, I had an immense collection of people toys. You remember those? Uh, Fisher Price. Now, I uh, every single one came from a garage sale, and I had a you know I had them all. I had uh, and I also had Weeble Wobbles too. So we're if we're doing some like nostalgia with me right now. Uh, so Weeble Wobbles, like all that stuff, man. Just go get it at the garage sale. One thing I will recommend when you do this. Is this little bonus effort is um, you hope that that stuff is washed, you know, kind of, uh, but you know what, just grab like a little Lysol wipe, spray that stuff down with Lysol, kill the germs. Uh, you know, the germs aren't necessarily, they're probably not going to last. It's probably going to be fine. I just think that that's probably a good idea. Just keep the kids healthy, that sort of thing. All right. So let's get to talking about pricing, paying, and timing in terms of helping you pay the least at yard sales. Pricing. If you don't agree with the asking price, just ask. Negotiate. It's okay. People generally aren't offended at haggling. The key is not to become emotional. Just be kind and ready to walk away if the deal isn't right for you. Now, another strategy is to offer one price for several items. Now, this can score you lower prices than paying for each item individually. Can I tell you another, I'd say probably the greatest buy of my life was an Atari 2600. And I think there were about 20 to 25 cartridges. So, they were selling them for 50 cents a piece. They sold, they were selling the Atari console itself. Like this was an original Atari 2600 unit. I can't remember the exact figures, but I'm going to guess that, let's see, if they were selling the cartridges at, by the way, 50 cents a piece, that is a bargain. It really is for, for, um, for classic gaming collectors. Uh, I'm not a collector, but man, you know, I had that growing up. It was really, really cool. Um, we don't play it a lot. We break it out. As a matter of fact, we intentionally don't break it out very often. Once a year, we actually have like a classic gaming thing. We break out the Atari 2600. I, co- I connect it to the big HDTV now, and uh, my kids get to play Adventure and all the other, Yars Revenge and Space Invaders and all those other games. Uh, and so, I, I, as I, again, I'm just going to be guessing at the numbers. But I remember the console was five dollars. The games were fifty cents a piece, or about twenty of them. So we're talking about fifty times twenty. Now we're at like ten dollars plus fifteen. And I want to say, like, again, I I said, look, I'm going to take everything off your hands. And no, 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 no. It, it I remember it did work out to more than like twenty bucks. And uh, it, yeah, that's what it was. It was like twenty four dollars. And I said, would you take a twenty dollar bill for everything? And they were like. Absolutely. They were thrilled to clear out everything uh, for a $20 bill. And I got to tell you, they were actually really happy. I remember the mom uh, saying to the kid, she said, good job, you know, on that. And me getting all those games and, and the console and the joysticks and the power adapter and all that stuff for $20, I was thrilled. So that's what you want. You know, what we want here is a win-win. Like we want people, we want everybody to be happy, everybody to be happy. And if someone's not happy, you can always say no. All right, so uh, let's talk about paying. I wanted to make sure you grab, before you go garage selling, carry small bills and change. It makes buying faster. It looks better if you've negotiated a lower price. Uh, Or, you know, again, if you're doing a bargain, uh, you know, you're going to throw everything together, you know, just say maybe, you know, your total bill comes up to $18 and you say, look, um, you know, I'll take that other $4 item and then I'll just give you a $20 bill and call it even if you're you're cool with that. Totally your call. And by the way, when I negotiate, I always like to tell people... 
I used that language and I said, it's completely your call, totally your call. Um, I, I like doing that because I like, I never want to make people feel bad. And I always want people to feel like they're in charge, um, you know, on a negotiating thing like that. And they're always welcome to say no. And it's no hard feelings. But I will tell you, again, be willing to walk away if the, you don't like the deal. Okay, finally, let's talk about timing. Go early or go late. Remember this. This can be huge. But like if you know there's like a big neighborhood garage sale or something like that, man, you get there at the crack of dawn or, you know, then you're done, go get lunch, go back home, come back toward the end of it, and boy, people are just giving stuff away. Now, the sooner you go for your early morning people, the better the selection. You have an edge over buyers who haven't yet gotten out, and you're more likely to make bundle bargains. Now, you can also try the strategy of going late in the day when sales are nearly ended. You can snag deals from sellers eager to get rid of the remaining merchandise. Listen, my friends, I love all of the amazing deals that you are about to get on your next several garage sale journeys. If you haven't gone garage sailing in a while, go do it. Go do it. Go take a Saturday morning. Go have some fun. Friday night, if you got it going on, if you got a garage sale going on yourself, I wish you great fortune. I hope your your items end up in the hands of some wonderful people who can give those items a new life. Uh, we won't get started on Andy's toys and Toy Story and all that. Like we want to toys. Listen, what do toys want? Toys want to be played with. Items want to be used, right? If they're just collecting dust, that's no, that's no good. We want to make sure that people are getting maximum value from these things. So listen, all of this is absolutely part of living abundantly. So Venkate Swaminathan, thank you so much for joining us. You are the founder and CEO of Life Launcher, and my audience is really going to like what you do because college, getting our kids ready for college, helping them figure out what colleges they should apply for, helping them find scholarships, admission, I mean, it's, it's a lot of stress. I've got one daughter in college. I've got two boys on the way. Uh, and there's so many options out there. There's so many choices. And, you know, those choices don't begin in your junior year of high school. Those, you know, those choices and those strategies begin really early, like in middle school, in some cases, uh, you know, you're really, we're really trying to, you know, we're trying to be active, good parents. Um, but I wanted to bring you on because, um, you know, through what you've developed, you've, you've created a really good system uh, to help parents. Can you kind of explain what Life Launcher is? Yeah, of course. First of all, Josh, uh, it's really a pleasure to be here. And thank you so much for having me on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, parents tell me this all the time. The, the system was so much simpler when I went to college. I hear that constantly. And I tell people, <laughs> yes, it's true. but simpler. Parents will say, I only applied to one school. I got in and I went there. It was great. Right? That was me. That was me. <laughs> So, you know, as I, you know as, as I was saying earlier, parents will say all the time, this system was so much simpler. And it was. Uh, one of the things that we do that makes us special is that we help parents navigate what's called the holistic admission system. So holistic admission is one of those buzzwords in the, in the college admissions business. And it means that colleges consider many, many things about each student in order to make a decision about whether to say yes or no. That means it isn't enough to have great grades. It isn't enough to have 
good test scores. It isn't enough yeah. to have all your extracurriculars lined up. They're, basically, your application has to say something uh, really particular about you. And the thing it has to say that I tell people sometimes is that the way a university decides whether, you know, they might have five or 10 kids with the same test scores, the same GPA, and then they have to pick one out of those five or 10 kids. The way they make that choice is that they ask themselves, 20 years from now, which of these kids will we be proud of? Which of these kids will be an alumnus that we are really delighted to have as part of our university? And, uh, and so what we do is help parents and students really navigate that process and put themselves in the best place possible. We can't guarantee an admission, but what we help you do is really help make the best argument, the best possible uh, case for why they should accept you and not the other person who's applying. Right. Right, right. And so, so what we've done, so uh, if you're interested, um, through Life Launcher, you guys do free 30-minute consultations where you help parents kind of figure out a game plan. Uh, and so you can actually, the person who's listening to us right now, you can actually go to savingsangel.com slash college. And, and Swami, which you said I could call you Swami. Um, so uh, you've got a couple of tools here that I really love. And one is called College Match, and the other one is called Scholarship Match. Can you explain what those are? Yeah. So uh, finding a college turns out to be this, this incredibly complex process. And there are many sites out there which will allow you to look at all the data what we've done in College Match is bring all that data from many, many, many sources, from the government, from private databases, mm-hmm. from the web, into one place so that uh, parents and students can go through and put in more than three dozen different criteria. They could say, I want a college that is you know, Catholic, a college that's moderately progressive, a college that has a student-to-faculty uh, student ratio of less than 15 to 1, a college that will cost me less than $30,000 or less than $15,000 a college that's in, in the middle Midwest. So they can put in all these criteria and get a list of yeah. colleges that are particularly tailored to them. Then they can immediately assess in like basically in one click to say, is this a target school? Is this a reach school? Is this a likely school? What will it cost you as a family? And what, uh, what are your likely earnings for a student who goes there? And, uh, and then they can get a detailed report based on this that says, you know, what are the uh, admissions requirements and so on and so forth. So it's a mm-hmm. free service that we offer. If you sign up as part, if you use it and then sign up to, as a paying client for Life Launcher, of course, there's a bunch of extra information you get. But the free service is quite valuable. People love it. Scholarship match is similar but different. There are literally dozens of sites out there where you can find scholarships. Uh, oh, sure. And the problem with most of them is that the vast majority of them are paid for by advertisers. Mm-hmm. And because they're paid for by advertisers, they will tell you about hundreds of scholarships every month that they think you should apply. And when when people get, you know, say I had the same experience when when you get hundreds of scholarships a month, you apply to none of them because it's overwhelming. So what we do is that uh, try to ask you a bunch of questions. You know, what's your religion? What's your ethnicity? What is your connection to the U.S. military? What's your GPA? What companies did your parents work for? What organizations do you belong to? What are your interests? What might you want to study in college? And based on that, we might tell you about 10 scholarships a month that you should apply to. So it's a, it's very, it's a power of few, right? right? If I tell you about 10 scholarships that you should apply to, there's a good chance that you will actually apply. Yeah. And you can keep searching every month. 
we tell people a lot, the, the point of this is not to do it one time, but to develop a disciplined practice and do it constantly so that if you spend 15 minutes a week, starting in freshman year of high school and yeah. all the way through senior year of college, searching for scholarships, you can cut your cost of college by tens of thousands of dollars. It's just yeah. a disciplined practice. You treat it like a very, very part-time job. You know, you get your kid. You know, I think it's helpful that our kids know how to apply for scholarships and very successfully. And and so beyond your free tools that you offer and you provide, your blog is really good. There's so many great articles. And again, you can access all of these. You go to savingsangel.com/slash/college, and we'll actually set you up. and And thank you so much for offering that free consultation. Um, I think that's super helpful. Um, you can get tapped into uh, a lot of the great blog content that Swami and his team have put together. And then uh, beyond that, though, you do have a premium service. And can you kind of explain some of the, maybe share some of the success stories or um, what what you see parents and, and kids being able to experience when they get uh, coaching through that process? I mean, I, I would imagine it can make a big difference. And I bet and you could probably get it to pay for itself pretty easily if you are tapping into the right scholarships and so forth. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, in fact, uh, just one success story that's really amazing when you talk about, you know, cost is that um, we had one student who we helped get into NYU, which is a great school. There's a little bit of a stretch for him. But the th- key thing is that he got over $45,000 in merit scholarships a year from NYU which meant that his cost of attending NYU suddenly went from $65,000 a year to about $20,000 a year. And, and this is a family that qualified for no need-based financial aid, right? which is the vast majority of people who, who work with us don't qualify for need-based financial aid. So uh, the cost of, of our premium service like almost always pays for itself for families because they, if money matters, they can get into schools which will really, uh, where they can get merit scholarships. Right. But beyond that, I say what we do with our, with our uh, premium service is that we are a coaching service. So you sign up, uh, you connect with us. It may be me, maybe one of our two dozen other coaches who will then work with your kid through the, 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 high, the, the high school and college application process. Right. So families sign up as early as freshman year of high school. Actually, we have families to sign up when their kids are still in middle school. Um, and then, of course, the most intensive portion is when their kids are going through the application process, such as for, for people going from junior year to senior year, and then through the early part of senior year, basically that's the intense part of the application process. We help them with the entire thing. So we help them find the right colleges to apply to. We help them write their essay or to revise and really create a powerful essay that sets them apart in the holistic admissions process. We help them build their resume, fill out their application, fill out their financial aid forms so that they can maximize their, their outcomes, right? And the whole point is to, is to think about how to maximize your child's outcomes so, and to do it with the least amount of stress possible. So it's a very complex system. And I tell people a lot that this is like navigating the tax system by yourself. You can certainly do it. You can learn the tax code and fill out your tax forms yourself. Yeah. But there's a reason to work with a tax accountant because they can save you money. Uh, and there's the reason to work with us because our students really do better. So we have kids who get in, you know, we've, our track record is really extraordinary. Our kids have gotten into Princeton, into Cambridge, into Oxford, into the University of Toronto, into Stanford, Yale, Harvard. 
But it's not just those top name schools. It's kids who go to Michigan or Illinois. Kids yeah. who attend the University of Wisconsin or the University of California or Cal State Universities or the University of Texas or Rice University or Hampshire College. It's basically top state schools. It's uh, liberal arts colleges. It's, it's really helping each student and each family find the best fit for them. We don't try to pressure you to try to apply to just one school or another. We help each student find the best fit for them and to maximize their that. I love that. You know, and, and lest we think that we can just rely upon uh, a high school counselor, um, that's not a really effective way uh, if we're truly looking out for the best interest of our kids. Uh, I think high school counselors mean well, but they just don't have the resources and expertise um, that's required in, in today's world. Yeah, well, I think the fact is that, first of all, I, I have the greatest, a huge amount of respect for the work that high school counselors do. Mm-hmm. We are very, very under-resourced people. The average high school in the United States has one guidance counselor for 470 students. Wow. And that is an appalling ratio when you think about it. That means that, you know, same thing happened with my daughter. Her guidance counselor literally had no time during her years of high school to sit down with her and say, Grace, what's the best fit for you? Right? So the reason to work with us is because if at most schools, the guidance counselors don't have the time to sit down and get to know each child well enough. But secondly, they also lack the expertise in some cases, simply because they might know all the schools in their area. Like if your kid goes to school in Michigan, they would know the universities of Michigan and Michigan State and so on. But they're unlikely to know a school in California. They're unlikely to to tell you, hey, you should consider Redlands University or you should consider the University of Puget Sound or you should consider Franklin and Marshall up in Pennsylvania. They're unlikely to know all these wonderful, amazing schools that would be the right fit for your child. Uh, but that aren't all that uh, aren't, aren't in the headlines every week and aren't yeah. nearby. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, so again, we've got a link all set up. So, and and again, thank you so much for offering that that free thirty minute um, consultation. But you can get there by going to savingsangel.com/slash/college and. If you get my email, uh, I'll also send that link out so you could take advantage of that. And if nothing else, um, Swami, you and your team of coaches are very, very good. I, I think you're going to provide some some great help for parents and and helping understand. And and of course, um, you know, you do have a fabulous program um, where you're helping students you know, really get kind of fulfill their dreams, which, which I really, really love. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, Vikante Swaminathan, you're the founder and CEO of Life Launcher. And again, we've got the link all set up at savingsangel.com slash college. Thank you so much, Swami. Thanks so much, Josh. I uh, appreciate it. Now, if you've loved hearing everything in this podcast, Can I tell you, thank you so much. Like, it is truly an honor to be of service to you. I love what I do. I love being able to be of service to you and your family and your loved ones and your friends. But here's the thing. If they don't know about this podcast, there's not a whole lot I can do for them. Would you share this episode with a friend? Uh, They're willing to, you know, if they're willing to just check it out, they can decide for themselves whether or not this is something that they want to make a part of their life. But I have heard this so often where people are said, you know, I had a friend or my sister or my, you know, so-and-so, my mom shared this with me. And Josh, you just came along at a perfect time in our life. And I'm so grateful that I found you. Uh, I've been binge listening to all your episodes and I'm just so happy about that. So, 
Thank you so much for sharing this episode. This is a very, by the way, I could tell you, like in the world of podcasting, this is a podcast uh, where most of the people who find savings, the Savings Angel Show, they're not just like discovering it on their, on their own. They're getting it from recommendations from friends like you. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And by the way, if you have not gone back and listened to the podcast episode, I think it's two episodes back that I did with my wife. Uh, it's episode, I want to say 255, and it's how to fight with your spouse. Please go back and listen to that episode. Uh, if you are in a relationship, if you've ever gotten into an argument with your kiddos, with a, with a parent, with a sister, with a sibling, with uh, friends at work, you know, that sort of thing, please listen. Even though we talk about mainly like, uh, you know, fighting with a significant other, we talk about how to argue more effectively so you can be more productive and so you can get on with life and so everybody can win. And so uh, please go back and listen to that episode. I, I just, it was such an honor to be able to uh, have that episode with my wife. My wife, Jenny, is just truly amazing. You can actually find her website. She's at JennyElledge.com. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's doing such good work in the world. And I- I'm just so thrilled that that she can help keep marriages together and, and help uh, you know, husbands and wives thrive in their relationships. Uh, you know, if you have some stress going on, if you, you know, if you're like me, where you know, my wife and I will admit, you know, like, gosh, we're like two smart people. Why are we having such a difficulty, difficult thing over something as simple as like, you know, what to have for dinner or, you know, an issue with the kids or something like that? You know, we shouldn't be arguing about that. Please go back and listen to that episode. I promise at least listen to the first 10, 15 minutes uh, and and it, it just see if it's something that's going to be of value to you. Again, that's episode 255, How to Fight with Your Spouse. Of course, that, that title is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. We don't want you, you know, we don't want you to do a bunch of fighting. We just want you to get to resolution as quickly as possible. Now, if there's any specific questions, there's something you'd like to hear me talk about, you could drop a comment in our podcast feedback. Honestly, the best way to reach out to me is go on Facebook and search for Savings Angel. Now, we've got a a Savings Angel page and we've got a Facebook group as well. Join the group. Post it for everybody to see, whatever your question is, or you can even message me. I'm totally available. Uh, and and ask me, we get a lot of questions. Um, we actually, we've had some discussion a couple months ago about the, the whole garage sale thing, which led to this podcast episode. So thank you so much. We also get questions about the, oh gosh, the college stuff too. So I'm so grateful for Swami in joining us. Now, listen. You can also call me right now. It'll go to voicemail. I'm not going to pick up, but leave me a voicemail. I promise I listen to every single message and it really, uh, you know, with your permission, I'll answer your question, write you back, or uh, again, even with your permission, uh, I'll even share your question or story with others on this show. It'd be a true delight to do that. With that, my friend, have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for being connected. Thank you for so thank you so much for allowing me to do what I do. I know that what I'm doing is absolutely what God wants me to do on this earth. And so thank you so much for allowing me to do this together. So with that, again, have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. Thank you so much. That was me. That was me.